0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Real Estate with Susan DeBru, I'm your co-host, Steve Pixler, and this is presented by DeBru Realty in Mansfield, Texas. Let's talk about all things real estate. Today our podcast is a very foundational podcast. It's one of these fundamental ideas that needs to be discussed because uh, the biggest issue, the biggest concern for most buyers going in is what about the foundation? So Susan, talk to us about what we're looking for and just how we need to be thinking as we approach a new property.
1: Yeah, so... You're only as sure as your foundation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: you have to build upon a strong foundation. So the
0: Bible says, if the foundations are destroyed, what shall the people do?
1: Right, because then the whole house is unsure. That's exactly right. right. And so the interesting thing is, you know, we're now in Texas. And in Texas, foundation issues are incredibly common. Welcome
0: to North Texas.
1: Welcome to North Texas. (laughs) Our soil here has a lot of clay in it. And I like to just tell my buyers when they're, they're wondering about, like, does it mean the house was built improperly? Not necessarily. It could be a very well-built home, but if it wasn't well-maintained mm-hmm. or if it was built on nothing but clay, we have a problem. And I like to describe it like this. If you think of a batch of very fresh Play-Doh. And if you stick a pen or an object in a lump of Play-Doh, it adheres to it. And so if you pick the pen up, the Play-Doh sticks with it, right? But if that Play-Doh dries out and cracks, it pulls away from the pen, or the object that's stuck in there, right? Or if you over it, it gets mm. squishy and mm. it pulls away. And if it pulls away, it begins to move. Yeah, And that's the problem is the clay acts like Play-Doh yeah. around our homes here in, in North Texas particularly. And so when I first moved here, I moved here from Maryland. I actually lived in an area that had a lot of sand and gravel and a lot of limestone in the ground. And so we have houses there that were built hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. And their foundation is perfect. It has never moved. And the idea that the ground would even move under the house was incredibly dis... uh, discombobulating <laughs> like I literally remember when I first moved here and after the, the home buying process of seeing these cracks in houses and you know being you know all these advertisements on tv about we'll we'll fix your house and <laughs> and you know like every time you turn around people were talking about foundation repair and I'm like
0: It's like earthquakes in slow motion here. That's
1: what it felt like, you know? And I literally remember walking through my house after I first bought it wondering, like...
0: Is it moving? Is it moving? Is it moving? Is that crack there? Does that mean
1: the house is bad? My daughter,
0: Anna, when she was little, she would say, that is very disturbing. Disturbing. Very disturbing. Very disturbing,
1: disturbing. <laughs> yes. It was disturbing because I came from an environment where the idea of a house moving meant it was just a really poorly constructed right, house. Right, right. And that's not the case here in North Texas. But if you fail to keep your house watered properly or something, then sure enough, your house can move. And so as a real estate agent, one of the, the main things we want to do when we walk into a home is we want to help the buyer assess, number one, does this house have any current issues? Has it had any issues in the past? And if so, have they been corrected? Have they been corrected well? Have they been corrected by a company that'll stand behind its work? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. That's
0: yeah, a big one, yeah.
1: And so... and depending on the price point of the home and everything, it everything is relative, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a $100,000 house in today's market, chances are it's had foundation issues or it has it, and it doesn't mean you're getting a bad buy, mm-hmm. right? right? But if you're buying a $500,000 house and it's got cracks everywhere and it's sloping and, you know, the chances are it either needs to have some major work or we just, we just need to run and find Houston, another house, right? We've got a problem. Houston,
0: we have a problem.
1: <laughs> and there are times where the foundation is so bad, like it's not really going to be fixable or it's not worth the risk for the buyer to to attempt it. For example, I think you and I walked into a house once and we go down and we're looking at one of the bedrooms, like it probably had a three or four inch drop on the corner.
0: Yeah, when you walk across the floor, it's like you speed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I used to carry a um, a ping pong ball with me, yeah. you know, because you could just set it down and watch it and watch roll it down roll, the room. Yeah. Now I kind of like my equilibrium is so yeah, used to walking right. through houses, like I can almost just <laughs> sense it. You can feel it, yeah. And there are some houses where you don't need a ping pong ball, and you don't need a, you know, an internal m- meter. Like you can just look and see it's, right? It's dropped, and and if it is that far off, when you lift the home to make it level, you risk moving pipes and everything else. And so, literally, to just jack up a house is not a a, a small thing. Mm. However, because it's so common here, to lift it a little is, all, is very common, mm-hmm. especially if it's an old pier and beam. They can get under it easy and just lift a few piers or throw a few extra shims in there. A slab is a little bit more difficult if the foundation issues are more in the center of the home. Because if they're around the perimeter, it's a little easier to just – they can just dig from the outside and actually drill some piers that lift or shore up the house. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the house, though, they're going to have to take the flooring, pull it back, and actually drill through the house to put piers. So that's a little bit – Uh, more complicated and more costly and
0: more
1: discombobulating (laughs) and disturbing. So some of it depends on like, where is it? How, how bad is it? And, and so when we're walking through a house, not only are we looking to see if anything is sloping, but often, if you can catch the foundation uh, issues before they get to that point, if you have proper maintenance, you can put in piers to, to stop it before it ever gets to a mm. place where we're looking going like that's right. My, my kids would love playing cars in that room. <laughs> right. And so, one of the things that you can look at as you come into a home is obviously drywall cracks. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the diagonal cracks like above doors and windows because of the cutout in the drywall there. It's the, the most tender place, if you will, the easiest place for them to start is Mm -hmm. over doors and windows. Um, as sometimes people are worried if they see vaulted ceilings, they'll see little separations in the corners. That's actually not necessarily an indication of foundation issues because those vaulted ceilings, like those corners are kind of floating anyway. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming there and all the way down or going diagonal across the wall, that's obviously more foundation cracks in the brick on the outside, especially ones that kind of look like they're stair stepping, that stress on the house. Um, older homes, they didn't do expansion joints where they would literally leave room for the house to move. Mm-hmm. Expansion joints helped with uh, brick cracking as much because they kind of understood, like, the house is going to move some mm-hmm. in Texas. Let's mm-hmm. give it a little place to move so that they're not destroying the mortar or the bricks, and that's a smart thing.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was in California watching a church be built, mm-hmm. and, of course, the building for earthquakes, and oh, this yes. massive building – I don't know how many thousands of square feet. It was a huge building, multi-story. Actually built on hinges.
1: Wow. In the corners
0: of this block construction building. Yeah. The corners were actually huge, massive steel hinges to allow that building to move. To move without cool? coming down. So yeah. we're not quite that bad, but we do have Thank some expansion points. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
1: And so if you have somebody who's come in to like flip the house, like they're going to fix those drywall cracks. So you could mm-hmm. walk in and everything look beautiful to the eye mm-hmm. on the inside. And be deceived mm-hmm. if they if there was foundation issues. Some sadly, not all people are honest, and they may try to cover it up. And so the other thing is, you look at the outside, look at the brick, make sure that nothing looks like it's just been patched recently. Mm-hmm. And then another telltale sign are the freeze boards. So if you look at where the roof line comes in, there's boards that just come right you know under the. Un- the eaves Mm -hmm. well those are freeze boards and so at the corners they're built to dovetail together perfectly Mm -hmm. and there's no reason in the world for those boards to move Mm -hmm. unless the house is moving Mm -hmm. and so if you're seeing those moving in the corners you're like oh the house has been moving not a sign necessarily that that needs work done but it's a sign that you start to look for more clues the other thing is, is that houses in Texas settle, right? And they move a little. That doesn't necessarily mean mean that you need to lift the house or something. So when we walk through a home, we're looking for what I call the house will tell us a story. Mm-hmm. So we may see a little se- settling crack on the left side and you don't see anything else anywhere. Well, that's just probably some normal settling. I remember once I had a, a, a house that I was sure had foundation problems, you know, but it was only in one spot in one corner, and there was some pretty good crack on the outside. And so I had my foundation guy come out, and he he took all the measurements around the house. And, and this guy doesn't make any money unless he could sell mm-hmm. foundation work. And I'm like, it has foundation problems, and he's like, no. It actually doesn't. And he explained to me why in the movements. And he's like, it's not worth moving the house for that one corner. The one corner is actually secure. It's just, it's not going to probably continue to move. And he explained to me why he didn't see that. And the rest of the house showed no signs of stress. Mm-hmm. And so the house will tell you a story. And so it's not just one thing in one place. It's like, does it carry through to the center? Or does it? Do you see it on multiple corners? Or can you see it down the whole side? Mm-hmm. And so learning to um check the house the freeze boards uh, brick cracks mortar cracks and if the crack on the outside goes straight through a brick it puts more stress than if it just ran through the mortar again the mortar is softer than the brick itself mm-hmm. and so if it splits straight through a brick mm-hmm. you probably have a little bit more stress than when it's just running along the mortar joint itself and then the other thing is um Uh, driveway cracks and like is other other parts of the the yard moving Mm -hmm. like if the house you know if there's the the patios and the driveway don't have as much rebar and they don't go as deep as a foundation Mm -hmm. so just because they're moving or they're cracked doesn't necessarily mean the house is moving but if they are moving that tells you Start looking for the other signs. Start seeing, does the house telling me the same story that the yard is telling me? And then as you're walking around the perimeter of the home, if you notice that the dirt around the the foundation is pulled away Mm -hmm. because it's been dry and cracked for so long— Water is running straight from that yard down the foundation and is washing dirt out underneath your house. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a lot of place times, if your house is built on this on a slope, right, the yard starts washing away from the side of the house. And if you start seeing the flat edge where the the forms were when they poured the foundation, mm-hmm. and then under that it's kind of rough looking. Mm-hmm. So if the dirt has washed clear down past the smooth part and now you see a rough part, water's rushing underneath your house and it's actually washing dirt away from under your house. That's a maintenance issue that if it's left too long, it's going to cause foundation issues. Mm -hmm. And so if the house has been like that for a long time... You're going to not only have to fix it, but you may need to make sure that you take care of it um, and make sure that there's not a foundation issue that needs to be repaired right away.
0: So if any of these indicators Mm -hmm. pop up and you start saying, you know, I I think this is an issue. So you're suggesting at that point, have a foundation company come out and do an inspection, just give you an idea of, of what's really going on.
1: Yes, a foundation inspection, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. you. I still recommend you have a, a general inspector, check everything. Right. And there's some other inspections, um, HVAC will cost you money, plumbing will cost you money for a specialist to come out and check those things. But roof and foundation, two of the most important things, those contractors will come out for free and, and tell you, yes, you have a problem or no, you don't, and give you an idea of what it would cost to fix.
0: All right, there you go with our foundational episode about foundations. you got to learn this stuff. It's going to protect you and your assets for a long time to come. Have any more questions? Visit us at debrewrealty.com. We'd love to talk with you more about all things real estate.